0: Live from the bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, there are three people sitting around their Christmas table, opening up about every little juicy detail of their life. It's Sift Pop.
1: Let's just take a moment and ask Aaron. Uh So when we first started doing this podcast and you first started doing the introduction, how, and you used to say like your voice would get really... Like, like, your your vocal cords would be hurt.
0: Announcer guy voice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How,
1: how are you doing? Oh,
0: as long as I just do it for the intro, I'm fine. Oh, it's okay. that It's, it's, it's extended? When, if you listen to, and we actually replayed this episode recently, um, where I do announcer guy voice through the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, That, that was
1: the, mm, yeah, I think. Mm,
0: Yeah. Sif <laughs> Pop podcast. Mm, yeah. It's, you know, it's a takeoff on Duff Guy from The Simpsons, right? So, if I do that too long, then yes, it'll grind on my cords a little bit, but... But I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm How glad. about you? I'm excellent. Thank <laughs> you. Doing you. <laughs> okay? Uh, excited for the show. We're going to talk some uh, fun stuff. We're once again joined by our buddy Andrew from Flick Freaks.
2: Yo-ha. No, Yo- wait, a, no wait, wait a second.
0: Wait. No. no Yo-ha. Andrew, Not
2: Yoha. It's reverse.
0: I it's know. It's reverse Friday. It's, it's backwards. <laughs> Ahoy. <today>. Yay. <laughs> uh, Sift pop backwards, by the way, is poptvis. Poptvis. So. hmm That sounds Swedish. <laughs>
1: Because pop is the same frontwards and backwards. Did you
0: ever do your name backwards when you were a kid? Like, you didn't decide that was like your nickname? Wordna? hmm Mine was Resid Nora.
1: I don't even know. Because when I was growing up, I went by my first name. Uh-huh. So whatever, I never tried with my first name.
0: Uh, that would be, uh, let's see, it would be um, R- Re- Refinage. Cool. Refinage. Eden. I mean, your, your last name? Ready Enid to would be my,
1: <laughs> now. Yeah, oh my goodness.
0: Boyshausen?
1: Yeah. That'd be a fun one.
0: Nessen noob <laughs> I have no Good idea. Job. Good I have job. no idea. Uh so yeah. So- Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in backwards day apparently. Uh you guys ready to shoe a dough? See. Yeah, let's do this thing. So we're gonna talk uh Love the Coopers, which is I
1: didn't answer the question. Well, go ahead then. I'm ready! Yay! (laughs) Uh,
0: So Sift Pop today, and we're going to talk pop culture movies. Love the Coopers is a Christmas movie that's out. We're going to talk a little TV with Supergirl, having three episodes under its uh, belt. Uh, And then we'll, of course, do our buried treasure at the end and give you something that uh, we found that you may not know about. But as we like to get started with the movies, we'll do that. We'll start with a little movie called Love the Coopers. Here's a little clip. Ah, the holiday season.
2: Oh, yes! It's that magical time when everyone comes together to give thanks. That it only happens once a year. This is Charlotte Cooper. Merry
0: Christmas, everyone! She
2: has one simple holiday wish.
0: This is the only time of the year when we're all together.
1: I want everyone to have the memory of a perfect Christmas. Next up.
0: to see the one, the only, oh. Santa. Santa. Yeah. Yay! And Santa's army of helpers. Really? There you go. Oh. Just a little bit to get you in.
2: That was a good one. Gets me every time. To love the
0: Coopers. All right, let's talk about it. First of all, can we just start here? Is it too early for a Christmas movie? Like an all out Christmas movie. You know, this isn't just like Christmas in the background. This is a Christmas movie. Is it what too makes early? Is a Christmas
1: movie a Christmas just the decorations?
0: No, it's about getting Christmas. Together. It's about getting together for Christmas. This movie is would... about how Christmas influences families and the I mean the overarching theme. Maybe I'm I'm giving, you know, some of my thoughts away, but I mean this movie is about Christmas.
1: I don't think it is. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: I, I'm with Aaron on this one. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm also with you that it may be just a little too early. It could have just been a, a a marketing thing. Like, no, we it's too expensive to put it out around the holidays, so we have to put it out now. It's interesting we because... We spend so much money on all these actors, we don't have any more for marketing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably true.
0: I think it's interesting because what we've done is we've loaded December with tentpole movies now. December is like a second summer now when you when it comes to like movie releases. It's got, you know... Uh, avatar was a christmas movie titanic was one of the first you know christmas movies that kind of did this what do you mean star, star wars, wars is, is like coming out star wars is a christmas movie oh you
1: mean like releasing during releasing christmas, during christmas season for you're... people
0: that are off of school or Got off of work it. or those kind of things to go Not see it
1: themed christmas well movie. if
2: you look at Correct. ticket sales on christmas day they go through the roof that's what everybody does everybody goes to the theaters on christmas they go open presents, eat insane amount of food, and Thanksgiving. And, yeah, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving as
0: well. weekend is the same. You know, Thanksgiving Friday, maybe they'll go out shopping and then go see a movie. You know, yeah. and so they've they've gotten all these tent poles in. So if you just want to do kind of a basic Christmas movie like this one, you almost have to go this early. Otherwise, you're buried it's not in all the. Compete. Yeah, yeah. You're buried in Star Wars and Hunger Games and you that's know everything true. else that's coming out. So. I didn't
1: mind seeing a Christmas movie early. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a Christmas movie.
0: It almost feels like once we're past Halloween, we just have to we just have to deal with it, right? It's coming. Once once you're past Halloween, you just deal with the holidays are here. You can't stop it. <laughs> That's right. And there's no reason to necessarily, I guess. Uh, but, I've
1: come around. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs>
0: Thank you, to <Tanae>. <laughs> I've, you, I've come around.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Here's how we start. Liked it. Loved it. It was okay. Disliked it. Hated it. We'll start with Andrew.
2: You know what? For as many flaws as this movie has, and it has a bunch, I'm still okay. I'm okay with this. Right movie. down the
0: middle. Danae.
1: I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had conflicting emotions coming out of this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought I hated it. I, know. I really, I was really like passionately raging on this movie uh-huh. for like the first 30 minutes out of, out of the, the, but then. I believe After, we have
0: that audio recorded somewhere.
1: Yeah, uh, we came to the studio to record our bits for the radio so we can mm-hmm. play our reviews on the radio show So we have a late day on Thursdays We see a movie and then come back to the studio to get the show ready for the next day and I just raged I raged and raged and <laughs> raged and then through the conversation realized that the issues that I have with the movie are It's it's like I don't I have a maybe an issue with how the movie was made I don't know, but it, so I'm okay with it now.
0: I, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm okay now. <laughs> I am okay. Slightly leaning towards liked, even. Like I'm. 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 But I'm gonna land in okay. If I have to pick either okay or, or liked, I'm gonna. I'm gonna land in okay. Um, and I think it's because this is one of those movies, and we'll we'll go into the good stuff first. But this is one of those movies that is hit or miss in so many levels. Like some of the stuff really, like you talk about emotion. Some of the emotion really hits. Mm-hmm. Other That's of it. That's true totally misses. That's true. Some of the laughs really hit. Other of them completely miss. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those movies where you're just back and forth. Is this good? Is it not good? I can't tell, you know, because it's kind of hit and miss in that way. But what did you guys like about it?
2: Um, Yeah, I'm right with you. I found myself actually smiling in certain areas because I was genuinely happy. I was, this movie, I was like laughing and it made me feel good like, oh, I'm excited about that for the Christmas season because I think the one thing the movie does good is, there are so many overarching storylines. You're just by chance going to hit the broad side of a barn and relate to at least
1: one of the things in this <laughs> movie. That's true. That's, That's exactly true. right.
2: They hit every single type of
0: relationship, every yeah. single relationship issue you might have. It's in there somewhere.
1: That yeah. is true. This is something we liked, right? This is the worst thing we liked about the yeah. movie?
0: Yeah. It's it's relatable in some way. Now, there is another side to that, too, which it can also feel uh, you know, distracted by itself, like it's too too much all over the place. Yeah.
1: I I would say if, if I was gonna say I liked something about this movie, just to try to sum it up. It would be that this movie really touches on that um, all families are different, <laughs> and when you're forcing people to get together and put on a fake face, you can't always just mask the stuff that needs to come out. And and I think that was a I think that was good.
0: You liked that that overarching message. That I think theme? I like
1: that. Oh, yeah, I think I like that overarching message. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw that throughout there for sure. I I I liked a couple of the performances I thought were really good. Those were hit or miss as well because a couple I actually didn't like. Yeah. Um I want to uh uh bring attention specifically to Alan Arkin who is just so good. That's the grandpa character.
2: So good.
1: You know, we didn't really Grandpa character is my favorite. Yeah. Is it your favorite too, Andrew? Was Mm -hmm. it your favorite performance? He's
2: he's up there. It's either him or John Goodman. Really?
0: John well, Goodman, we should have really? a John Goodman conversation because I, I didn't buy much of his performance. But um, Okay,
2: here's a question really quick on that. Yeah. Do you think that they were doing the best with the script they were given? Because a lot of that falls short on just terrible, terrible dialogue that they had to try and read off.
0: I found much of the dialogue terrible. I also found some of the dialogue brilliant. Again, hit or miss. Uh, there were moments where that dialogue was really clever. Like the way, especially in the conversations between the daughter and the army guy at the airport. Yeah. Some of those conversations were genius.
1: I I feel like maybe people want to know what this movie is about. I was just getting ready to say that. I know we like to start with a liked it, hated it, loved it, or whatever. But I always like to start with what the movie is about. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
0: It is a typical family gets together for Christmas type of movie. Home for the holidays. Home for the holidays. Exactly. And what everybody's going through, what those relationships look like. To go into any more detail than that is starting to give those story points away.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> there's like 14 story points. You can give one away and then there's still many more that they can enjoy. This sure. Is, this so
0: we're centered around uh, a couple and her father, her sister, and then her Which
1: couple daughter, are you talking about?
0: John Goodman and Diane Keaton play the central couple.
1: Oh, the matriarch that's patriarch.
0: A, that's who the movie starts with. That's who the movie finishes with. That's who we're supposed to, to center on. Except for a spoiler that we won't go into until the spoiler section is act- actually really the center heartbeat of the movie. But we won't go there yet. Uh, anyways, so it's their family. Like, it's her dad, her sister. Uh, their children. Their children, uh, which is a, a daughter and a son.
1: I would say that this movie starts out and with their everybody families. individually. You're getting individual screen time with all these characters, and it's kind of like... Well, the movie
0: itself says, we're not going to tell you how they're related yet. We're going to let you... Find out during the story, and
1: then their journey to get together and, and have an interaction forcefully because it's Christmas,
0: and it is narrated through the entire movie. Which so, is, I got,
2: I got to talk about that.
0: Can
1: we talk? We about we that? We can, I, I need to talk about
0: that. Plenty of it we can talk about, especially I mean, I, I in the spoiler need, section. I either but, I need
1: counseling or I need to talk about that.
0: <laughs> if you can talk about it without kind of spoiling, kind of the. I
2: will say this then, without spoiling anything, if you're going to have one of the most iconic comedians in history being the narrator for this Steve film, Martin. Steve Martin.
0: Steve Martin narrated it. Yeah.
2: Have him say something funny. <laughs> no, I'm serious, because if you're gonna spend the kind of money that Steve Martin is making for movies, have him be there, have him be something worth that money. Because if no, he's not gonna say anything funny, I totally agree. And also another thing, if you're gonna have a narrator, have a set decision if he's gonna speak in first or third person.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
2: That drove I, I, th- me insane. We'll talk
0: more about that in the spoiler section. That was one of my biggest, like, uh, disconnects with the movie was that that makes no sense. Thanks for the the fun little, thanks for trying to do a fun little spoiler, you know, fun little thing at the end that's a little turn and and makes us think, but it doesn't work when you think back on it at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. So, there, you know, and again, we don't want to spoil that little reveal that the movie does uh, until the spoiler section, but... Uh, I think that's that's fair to say, completely fair to say. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about John Goodman. Since you liked him, what did you like about his performance?
2: Actually, I just maybe it's because, that, like I said earlier, you can hit the broad side of a barn and relate to some characters. I've known the John Goodman character. So I'm like, I identify with that person because I see that fa- father figure in a lot of people that I know. And the fact that I've always just, I guess it's just that I've been a huge John Goodman fan my entire life that maybe I'm always just a little bit lenient on his performances. But uh I like he was very diversified. Like in some parts he could be serious and I would believe it. And in other parts he would be funny and I could believe that too.
0: I think his individual performance was okay and in a few moments actually brilliant. There there was one moment towards the end uh, where something is special is revealed to him and the look on his face was just uh, I, I just drew me in like I, th- I, yeah. I thought it was great.
1: I feel like this movie suffers though because there's all these great Actors and actresses who've done really wonderful things in films before but Because there's so many different stories all coming together And it's not like the dialogue is superficial dialogue on, on some levels. It kind of is but then on other levels They're talking about the depths of their soul to each other like in the yeah. most blunt and and just point pointed ways you know, it's like it'd be like if i met a stranger and i started talking about you know deep deep things from my past like this movie starts on those deep levels but anyway so i feel like they're doing the very best that they can to have minimal screen time and then like extremely complex and deep conversations all coming together at the same time and so there's something to uh, respect about a movie that's trying to do that but i think because it's all done to the superficial christmas stuff and there's so many other superficial things and for me it was like the humor the superficial humor and the superficial like when it hits that it's like super deep and then super superficial at the same time and that's why i got so confused and that's why i was really upset coming out of the movie because i was like i don't know what i don't know how to feel about what i just experienced yeah it's like
0: the movie should have made a choice does it does it want to be real and human and and deep or does it want to be slapstick and ridiculous and over the top? Because and me, there are let moments me say
1: there are there are humor parts in this, and maybe this is the part that I don't like about it. But like there are parts of this, like you said earlier, that are funny, and then there's parts of this movie that are just plain, like not like it's like a sci-fi movie. You have to just suspend your belief of humanity on such a level that you're like these people don't really exist. So it's gone from these really deep life human connective conversations. You know, like seriously when when andrew is saying that they throw everything like the broadside of a barn it is every walk of humanity every type of stereotypical person every type of stereotypical history and past like they put everything in this movie every dynamic of every relationship and they hit every single part of it Mm -hmm. like it's all it's all in there and then which is relatable like you said totally relatable but then they do things like where somebody's like there's this character who whenever she eats food and she talks literally yeah. the food spills out of her mouth ah, ah.
0: I've never seen a human being I've do I've never that. seen a human being Never do seen that. an adult human being do that And that's that.
1: supposed to be funny it's just like nobody does that But it's not that. real yeah. but It's you, like a dump truck backed up outside of her mouth and just started dumping all the food back out of her. like it is And ridiculous. there are several
0: examples of ridiculous things like that like where super you go no human acts like that no human would do that in that situation If that's the kind of movie you want to be, there are movies that do that well, but they're consistent. But you're also acting like you want to be a very serious human drama. Right. Uh, To finish my point about Goodman, because I do want to say this. I bought his individual performance. I bought Diane Keaton's individual performance. I didn't buy them together for a second.
2: No. I didn't buy their chemistry. Were we supposed to, though? I think, I think, I think the, so. I think that's the main know. conflict is you're supposed to realize these people aren't supposed to be together. Oh, and I do not think that at all. I and think the lack of chemistry, well, this until...
1: There's know. a couple moments when...
0: I think we're supposed to feel that they're supposed to be together, but they're just missing each other. We're
1: watching them as they're remembering things that they like about each other. But again, we don't have a lot of time with them because then the, it's handed off to the next story and handed off to the next story and handed off to the next I actually, story.
2: I didn't didn't buy Diane Keaton's performance at all.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I didn't enjoy not, her.
2: No.
0: I, her I, individual performance is fine. If it stands alone in a movie, like, it's fine. It's not great, but it's, it's fine. It's, just, it's standard It's just her. the way she it's interacted. It's standard. The way she interacted with Goodman as well as her sister and different kids. I just didn't buy a lot of those relationships. Yeah.
2: Oh, I want to talk about that. In what world is Marissa Tomei's Diane Keaton's sister? <laughs> They're supposed to be like four or five years apart in this movie, and there's a 20 year age gap in real life between these two. Yeah. Diane Keaton's 70 and Marissa Tomei's 50. Huh.
0: That I, I guess I didn't notice that. But... Really?
2: Oh, man. That drove me crazy because <laughs> I thought. Is Mercedes Tomey supposed to be Diane Keaton's like oldest oldest daughter? You think they were supposed to be four years apart? Well,
1: no, because it seems it like showed, they were
0: thirteen and four. It, so it showed, seems like they were like almost a decade apart.
1: It showed that she was like, uh, you know, a uh, really good at
0: figure skating. and then yeah, skating, like at thirteen. Like,
1: yeah, so I was thinking that there was like,
0: I was thinking five it was more years. Like, I was thinking more like a nine them. or yeah. ten year gap. But whatever. Yeah. But because again,
1: but again, there's a there there are those types of things like where you're like, really, is this okay? But you can't think about it for too long. Because yeah. we're, we're handed off to the next story. Handed off to the next story. I
0: think we're we're obviously eager to talk about some of the things we didn't like in this movie. But I do have a couple other things I want to mention that I like. Oh, uh, sure. You, you mentioned going from one story to another, not giving us enough time to be with the characters today. I really think overall this movie is edited very well. I feel like I understood what was going on and what they wanted me to know about these characters. Uh, I feel like it is a very difficult thing to to do to take this many characters and this many stories and make it feel cohesive. And I think for the most part, it felt cohesive to me. So I did appreciate that. I also thought, also thought they used music very well in this movie. I thought the, the Bob Dylan choices they made and the different things were different than most Christmas movies, but worked. Uh, and so I thought that was good. Uh, I also thought I want to bring attention to this. There are key emotional moments in, in this movie that work very, very well there's uh, an emotional moment with the grandpa and a waitress that I thought was beautiful and different than any relationship I'd ever seen portrayed in that way on the big screen. And I don't want to give too much away. There's but- a
1: lot in this movie of people trying to figure out like, and, and, and link who they are in the past to who they are in the present. exactly, And how that, and how that is helped by a stranger. That's, love- that's like a, it's like a kind of a recurring thing. We've got, You know three characters that I can think of um, who have an interaction with a stranger and that's a catalyst for change or catalyst for some kind of a breakthrough or some kind Mm -hmm. of a personal curiosity and and that sometimes worked. Yeah.
2: Here's what I think. I'm going to agree with Danae on this one. What this movie tries to do is to get you to care about every single one of these characters in a different way. But there's so many different characters. By the end of it, if you were to care about every single one of them, it would be exhausting. And
1: that's that was my problem. This, I think that's part of my anger that I had. This
2: movie should have been about six people. It should have been about John Goodman and Diane Keaton. It should have been about Jake Lacey and Olivia Wilde. And it should have been about Alan Arkin and Amanda Seyfried. Those six people... Get rid of everybody else. This would have been a brilliant movie. I think get rid of the I agree with that. Stuff. Get rid of the kids stuff. Get rid of Ed Helms' character with his um, uh, like estranged wife. And get rid of Marissa Tomei and uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Get rid of all I of agree. them. You, this would have been an amazing movie.
1: I agree. I think that they could have done a lot of the same. And then they really could have amplified some of the depth of the story. Because I kept thinking that I knew where it was going to go. Like, oh, okay, so random people meet you know in a airport and it's going to go this way and and maybe it would have if they would have sat more but they had so many like i think that's what it meant about superficial kind of re- levels of there were so many different characters that you meet superficially and they do superficial things and all of a sudden it's like oh no we're really like super deep let's just let's just as a fun just kind of go around and think of and name the different uh, topics that are brought up in this so we have divorce we have uh, somebody who uh, talks about being gay. We have an some, affair. Somebody an affair. We have somebody who dealt with um, self harm.
0: We have coming of age.
1: Coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have a potential divorce after you know all, years of marriage.
0: Sibling jealousy. Sibling rivalry.
1: Uh, somebody who is afraid of showing their emotions all the time. Death. Yes, there's a a surprise like yeah, there's a death um that uh, in the past
2: loneliness
1: Mhm. There's yeah. loneliness,
2: suicide, acceptance, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's and it's like in every single All moment. All these things
0: don't necessarily happen, but those those themes are there.
1: They they continue to show us these depths of human experience, which I think sometimes worked and sometimes you're like, "Oh, that's See, interesting. That's a part of you that you know, That you can appreciate about somebody you know like oh wow you you went through something or oh wow you had this experience and this it gives the character depth but because everything continues to happen so quickly and we're moving through it's it's almost like you just hit every single thematic. There's there's every single theme of a human experience in this movie. We
0: didn't mention religion. There's, there's, oh, religion.
1: Politics.
0: Politics, religion, all that stuff is in here.
1: It addresses all those things almost head on and almost to the point where like, are they trying to be offensive and then immediately be funny to like, are they trying to they're really pushing the envelope of what conventional family and conventional Christmas is. Is this, is this what's going on? You know?
0: So I think the overall theme is that's what Christmas does. It, it magnifies the best and worst of our lives because it puts us in the same place to deal with our relationships. So when you get together with family or people that you have relationships with, You have to be confronted with your emotions about them, your relationship to them, your past with them. So it uses the holiday as a way to be a looking glass into your past, your emotions, your future, all those kind of things. And I think that's real. Mm -hmm. I think that is real. That really happens. And so this movie tried to put that in a very literal sense before us. Uh, I also liked how well the the movie used the theme of Christmas. And this is why I'm even uh, more convinced this is a movie about Christmas. Because Christmas in this movie was used consistently as the foil, as the distraction, the as barrier. the barrier to people. If you'll notice when somebody's chasing with after somebody block. else, they have to go through carolers, through Christmas balloons, you'll notice when somebody is trying to, you know, make this big choice in their life. They're in a store with frowning snowmen and the movie makes a very, you know, big point of all these Christmas things are trying to keep him from doing, you know, what he wants to do. The movie sees Christmas as almost your it's almost the villain of the movie in some ways now that's taking it too far but it is it definitely sees it as the catalyst of what's going on in these these people's lives in a a very thematic way that i thought was really interesting and if you go back and watch it again uh and i want to go back uh is is to see exactly how in every story that is the case there are
2: certain characters who believe that because it's christmas you have to be happy Mm -hmm. that's right and uh
0: And Christmas itself seems to be saying, nope, Christmas is just as much a part of real life it's, as the rest of the real life it's is. It's just
2: like any other day. And
1: isn't that what I, li- that is what I liked about the movie is how they approached that conversation. Um, just to kind of like go towards my, you know, wrap up thoughts. What I thought that I didn't like about the movie is how they wrapped everything up. And it went into this really superficial toss away Bow type moment and I I that didn't like it. I didn't like how this movie ends. It ends like utterly Ridiculous. This movie ends in the most eye-rolling fashion that I can imagine up in my mind like This is how you're gonna end this movie. Okay, you know, <laughs> whatever. are you
0: talking about the the quote-unquote twist end or just the end? the, the, resu- end. the like Resolution how they're, re- before yeah, that. How they're resolving,
1: okay. you know how they're resolving all these people's lives coming together you know where they are when they're together as a family at the end of the movie. How they're all interacting at the end of the movie. You know, I think ultimately it it does what you expect it to do in that way. You know, where it's like we're we're gonna we're gonna resolve it so that everyone doesn't leave the theater feeling confused about their life. Like we want to end it on a high note or end it on a you know an up an upbeat. Which I, I totally understand the emotional. That's a good thing to do with your audience. But how they did it was, again, a, an example of a ridiculous a ridiculousness that I just can't swallow. Here's a question for you.
2: The Christmas dinner, spoiler alert, a Christmas movie has a dinner in it. <laughs> Did any <laughs> No of helicopters, you, but a yeah, dinner. no helicopters, yeah. Okay, you're supposed to feel this extreme tension and, like, fear for these characters during the Christmas dinner. Did any of you f- get that sense from the movie? Because for me, as soon as the dinner uh happened that movie fell hard for me it was doing okay until then good in some parts but as soon as that happened for the rest of the movie i'm like it dropped off
1: oh yeah yeah after the dinner when they all get i I thought i and again maybe it's because i thought i knew where it was gonna go
0: that is pretty much the resolution of the movie is dinner and then crisis event and resolution that's pretty much the bang 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 end of the movie Dinner,
1: crisis event dinner
2: but I think well yeah here's what I'm thinking for the for the whole movie it's leading up to the dinner you're supposed to build yeah a you're care. building it into that moment yeah, right you're building up to that moment when everybody's going to be together you're supposed to care about all these people when you get there so that you in your mind you can pick who you want to side with mm-hmm. on all their different viewpoints and when i got there i'm like I don't care enough about any of these people that if it goes one way or another, I won't be affected.
0: I I didn't think I cared about John Goodman and Diane Keaton, and then I realized at the end I must have actually because I had some emotion. Uh, and then I did I did feel like I cared about the. Um, Olivia Wilde and Jake Lacey I felt like I cared about what they were going through I felt like that was they the were, most yeah. uh, nuanced of all the relationships in the movie and I loved how it was so that kept you off your balance you didn't know where they were going with that if it was if they were going to you know be together if they weren't going to be together what was going to happen and they would throw finalities in that relationship like several times and I was like, okay, that's where that's gonna end up and and, and I just I, I really enjoyed kind of that journey yeah. on that one.
1: I to to kinda go back and touch on the emotion, I did get I did have a genuine moment where I had two tears.
0: Did water come out of your eyes?
1: It was Ooh. unexpected and at first I was angry about it. But then I remember <laughs> what I learned in our beloved movie Inside Out. So I let the tears come out of my eyeballs. And then I, then for about two minutes, I was thinking, I'm really glad that I'm wearing my jacket because it has really high cowl kind of sides and no one can see that I have two tears on my face. and then I thought, wipe them. Exactly. Just I was don't like, wipe them. I can't wipe them because then my friends will know that I just emoted. So I, I thought, what can I do? And then I thought, you know what? They're going to dry. They're going to dry my face and nobody will know.
2: You could just fake sneeze and like, oh, sorry, allergies.
1: I did that later. Yeah. yeah when I was like. Oh wait, I was, you know, and I just sort of like wiped it. I'm just, just making sure. Can you that give I your
0: your teardrop a moment uh, without giving away like a spoiler or something? Can you like tell like what what story it was in?
1: Uh, it was in the grandfather waitress story.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was that was the most powerful moment in the movie. Oh, yeah.
1: I felt, okay, good. I felt like that was such a powerful moment.
0: The movie even makes reference to how powerful that, yeah. that yes. moment is.
2: Yeah. And the I was background like, characters. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I was
1: like, okay, good. Them too. All right, yeah. we're okay. <laughs> you know, I
2: just realized John Goodman was not my favorite performance in the movie. It was June Squibb as Aunt Fishy. <laughs> she was she was just She did comic relief perfectly. I loved her character so much.
0: Yeah, she was she was fun. Not um,
2: relatable to anybody I know personally, but I want to know
1: that person.
0: If I if I were to even blink, even hint at anybody getting any awards uh, consideration for this, it would be Arkin. That would be the only one.
1: The grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That would be the only one for me. Um but I mean not that uh, not that people are awful, but it's just it's He's you know, it's so hit or miss and he he just is really really good.
1: I also would be upset with myself if I didn't mention that there are Saint Bernards in this movie, <laughs> yes. And I was so happy about that because I have one. And so I was like, "Oh, and oh!" For a split second, I was like, "Oh no!" At the very beginning of the movie, I was like, "Oh no!" If there's going to be a dog death in this movie, I can't <laughs> hey, win everywhere I can't, else. I can't. And so th- th- I can't spoil anything. But I, mu- I was like really freaked out at the beginning of this movie um, that there was going to be some kind of a, you know that was going to happen I'm with you i
2: 100% with you I thought that was
1: I was a like they're going to do this yeah. yeah yeah but but anyways uh St. Bernards are adorable and so cute and um I they're they're underused so this was very exciting they have a St. Bernard puppy in one scene and I was like right back into when Madeline was a puppy and I was like I love this movie <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was an it was an emotional roller coaster movie that would be my Kind of final statement that was a roller coaster experience. Exactly.
0: And I think that's where I land too. For every tear or laugh there was, there was another scene shortly thereafter that was so cliche or ridiculous, one of the two that it stole it, it offset back. It, yeah. it just offset it. So you couldn't, it couldn't gain the emotional ground it wanted to gain.
2: This movie was a mixture of cheesy one-liners and Nicholas Spark quotes. Ooh. All it was. Ooh.
1: Uh. That's perfect. That's exactly right. I was going to liken it to the ninja roller coaster at Six Flags, right? Like where you th- you remember <laughs> it from your youth and it's like, this is, this is awesome. And then you go back as an adult and it's up and down in bad ways, and then you look at it, and it's rusty. Like, why are they letting this roller coaster rust? And then you walk away, and you've got a like, hiccup in your step, and your neck kind of hurts a little <laughs> bit. It's like that.
2: Oh, That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know that we need to do anything else after that. That's, that pretty much sums it up. So uh, unless he, unless we do have one more thing. Does no. anybody have one no. more thing, or we think we covered everything we wanted to cover?
1: I think we covered it all.
0: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, about. Patreon. About what? (laughs) Sorry, that's really loud.
1: My heart hurts. I think I just had a heart attack. Oh, hi. All right. (laughs) What did you want me to talk about?
0: (laughs) Talk a little bit about Patreon before we get into Supergirl.
1: Oh, well, Patreon is an amazing website. If you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Aaron and Danae, you will land on a page of Aaron and I through our studio building a podcast network, which you're listening to right now. Sif Pop is a part of the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. Sif Pop is our Friday show. So every Friday we do this live with a live audience. And then we release it the next day into your podcast feed. This particular podcast is all about uh, pop culture. So movies and TV and apps and books. Just things happening in pop culture. But your support every month on patreon.com helps to make many more things happen so we actually do the show with your support so thank you so much to those who are supporting us at patreon.com we
0: are just a few dollars a month away from launching another show on the network
1: we've kind of been plateauing for a little while so we're looking for that next push of somebody who could maybe do three to ten dollars a month to keep this going Uh, obviously we love having a good time with you guys less than 20 bucks a month away right yeah we're really really close Um, you can see all of our goals there where we have merchandise that we're gonna be doing We've got the fourth and then the fifth day that we'll be adding where we'll be doing a podcast every single day our own talk Show video and also hiring another person for the studio is also on our long-term goals So you can help us get there with just a buck a month So we like
0: to uh, to highlight somebody who's supporting every show and uh, today we'd like to thank Sherry Thank you so much for your support
1: Sherry. We love you Sherry
0: Uh, And if you'd like to support, very easy. Go to Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. No, that's where you're listening. Go to Patreon.com slash Aaron and today. That'll work even better. Ready (laughs) to talk Supergirl? Yeah.
1: Supergirl! All right, here's a clip. I'm going to tell you something that only three people in
2: my life know. Can I trust you? Yeah, of course. Hey, uh, what are you doing? You're
0: her. Yep. I was sent here to protect people. who i am and i don't want to stop
2: this girl is the answer there is nothing people love more than a hero
1: go get me that girl
0: yes go get me that girl dun, dun, dun. uh supergirl is, is... awful
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> moving on okay
0: <laughs> no uh supergirl <laughs> is exactly what you think it was uh cbs has put the uh, Girl of Steel on TV and is starting a series. They are three episodes in.
1: And it won't uh, last long. We have
0: learned that uh, you might be wrong about that. Ratings are good. On Ratings show. are dropping. Are they? Yeah. Could be. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, Supergirl <laughs> is Clark Kent's cousin from the same planet. And she has all those same powers. And she is saving the city of... What is it, National City? What is it? Uh, uh,
1: met- metropolis? No, Metropolis is, is Superman.
0: Yeah. Oh. She's in a different city.
1: Oh. Is she in the same city as The Flash?
2: No, she's not in Central City.
0: Not in Central City.
2: This is where No, of, actually, Central City is where... National City. National uh, City, that's what national I thought. National City is yeah, the name Central of it. Central City is where the arrow is. Uh, Star City or... You no, know, Star Labs. Star is Labs. Flash. And it's,
1: Anyhow. Flash, Arrow, Smallville.
0: Let me just say this. Smallville
1: uh, is
2: where... Uh, Kyle L Clark Kent grew up before we
0: before we move on I do have an issue with these superhero shows the, one of the most difficult things for me is that they live in the real world that we're in it depends in fake cities
2: no like DC they do in Marvel then they live in like New York and LA and stuff right
0: like yes that. no 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 I know I specifically mean these DC shows I mean like Flash and and Supergirl and those kind of shows that that just kind of annoys me for whatever. But that's neither here nor there right now. Let's talk a little bit about the show itself. First, Danae.
1: I just wanted to say, based on my quick Google search, that Supergirl is on a third week decline. But they're on Monday night. I didn't realize they were on Monday night. Mm-hmm. That's The Voice, blind spot football, dancing with the stars. Like, why would they do that? Why would they put Supergirl up against all that? <laughs> I don't
0: it's know. A terrible that even idea. Does
1: anymore? I think so.
0: I think more people watch on DVR than oh. anything else. I don't even know if, if scheduling...
1: Well, that's true. They should be looking at streaming numbers. Yeah. That since, should be what they go off since of.
2: Since it's CBS, you can't find it on Hulu or Netflix. You have to actually you go, have to to go to CBS. CBS's website. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: which thankfully we were able to stream from.
2: Yeah. What were you able to see of the show? I've only seen the pilot.
1: Okay. I've only seen the bits and pieces of the third episode because I didn't make time to watch it. And okay. there's
2: only three episodes out right now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: and I have seen uh, all three.
1: I would put this on par, like with so Minority Report, and we reviewed that just a little bit ago. I've continued to watch that show just a little bit, not like diving in and making it my weekly, visually digestive mm-hmm. shows. This is maybe on that level and. As far as you can tell, they have a budget for some of the sets that they're using, you know, like you can tell that they've got their different environments. They've got where she works and they've got different places that she kind of goes around to. So there's a budget there that they can play with. But the script and everything is just and how they're pulling it all together feels just as clunky as Minority Report does. And this is just me watching a little bit. So I, I really don't have as much invested maybe as you do, Aaron. Did
0: they cancel Minority Report? I, I think know. they've already canceled it. Really? Did I win? Did I, I win the bet? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, I <gasps> yeah. think, I, and I and I've come full circle after I watched the second episode. I was full on board with you. I was I was like, they have completely turned this into a crime procedural instead of some sort of fun sci-fi universe that we could live in. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think they. I think it's already been canceled. But uh, I wish
2: I wish Supergirl re- was on the CW because CW is killing it right now with their DC universe.
0: Why is that? What is the difference? Why does something like the Flash work, which I think it does? You know um, why is
2: because on the CW they're not afraid to do what you see on uh, cable shows like uh, Breaking Bad or something. You don't have to. You could be a major character and they'll kill you off. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the Flash and Arrow work is because they don't shy away from killing off major, major plot movements, major yeah. plot crises. They learned Huge from twist. lost,
1: okay? Huge <laughs> twist. Everyone learned from lost. Just apparently, kill them
0: all. Apparently super Well, Supergirl's only 3 episodes in though. It's a little early to kill somebody off.
2: And I'm going to disagree with <laughs> I'm going to disagree with Danae on this. I like the show. Do you really? I don't love it. Out of all the DC shows that are on television right now it's one of my least favorite but it's still good enough and i want to ask you a question danae do you think growing up as a young girl you would have appreciated having a role model like supergirl on tv to watch
1: i don't know you don't know i don't know that i understood feminism then (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm just
2: trying to think is there a strong female role model on tv right now for young girls to look up to
1: Good question. Good question. Danae, were
0: you a role model person growing up? Like, did you or were you just yourself? Like, were you like fiercely independent in that way? I
1: think I'm one of the weird fiercely independent ones. I don't know that I knew how offensive like culture presents men and women until Mm -hmm. maybe like more in this part of my life. So I think, yes, the answer is yes. I think it would be great for young girls to have. Some kind of a a superhero. a superhero model, and because this this show is kind of like a little bland for me, Danae. Now that I'm applying the younger person filter, I see what you're talking about.
2: Well, because like uh, for uh, all these yeah. guys growing up, all these young ki- uh, guy kids out there, boys, they have all these huge like the Flash, the Arrow. They have all these huge superheroes and the Avengers, even. Oh, and but there's not in many like, female superheroes for young girls to look up to. Maybe, like... uh, You're right.
1: You're totally right. Because my two superheroes that I looked up to... Wonder Woman? Poison Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn.
0: (laughs) Two villains! Two two villains! villains! I
1: was like, these chicks are awesome!
0: And that explains a lot about today.
1: It is no wonder I went into a life of crime in my youth.
2: You didn't like (laughs) Catwoman or... Catwoman,
1: I loved her. Okay. She's fantastic, but they're all villains. She's an
2: anti-hero, but...
1: (gasps) Whoa, guys! Mm-hmm. Whoa, I'm I'm gonna need to have a counseling moment. <laughs> yeah,
2: because you know uh, Kara Zor-El, who is Supergirl, she like I like I do like your character in the DC universe because her storyline, if C- CBS really looks at her story, it's fascinating. Is it? Oh yeah, she in some. So story, far, I'm not fascinated. In some storylines, she is stronger than Superman because she lived on Krypton for a lot longer than he did. So whenever she come, she came to Earth. Her powers that she uh, gathers from our yellow sun make her stronger than he
0: I guess is. I, here's, here's I what guess I did
2: find fascinating: how she got to Earth.
0: Somebody like, asked about
1: somebody asked about Batgirl. And You're that is right. true. If they go into her origin story, I think I'd be more interested. And again, I'm not giving it much time. I literally just watched like 15 minutes of it. Yeah, you didn't even watch the it. pilot, just, yeah, so no.
0: origin story stuff is all above yeah, your head. You don't right. know any of that stuff.
1: Um, but what I'm realizing is that the The villain characters that I really looked up to when I was a girl were strong, and like they they were very strong presence because they were villains, so they had like the strength presence mm-hmm. to them. The girl characters that I watched, they were always like a secondhand, like right. they didn't have the power and the authority, which yeah. is why I was drawn more. So if they can, if they can make her more of a power and authority, I think that I maybe just my personality would be more interested in it. I hope they do that, like. The episode that I watched, she got her rear end kicked and had to be saved by like her cousin. Mm-hmm. So if, she, if they need to bring her maybe into a position of authority instead of being like, oh, I'm a girl. and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. Like they need to get through that quickly, I think, to, to make it more appealing than some of the stronger villain characters. If we're going off of my experience in youth.
0: For me, I'm not I'm not excited about any of the storylines. Uh, I don't like I haven't uh bought into the universe in that way yet that's not to say it can't happen uh i think it's fairly uh technically it's done well enough certainly done as good as the flash or the or those kind of shows are done um and i think the performances are good i actually like these actors uh i remember thinking she was the one actor on glee that could actually act uh so she's she's good and the guy um not that plays jimmy olsen um I forget his name. Her
2: friend. The, her F- friend.
0: F- the other part of the love triangle. Which why do we have to? Why does every show have to have a love triangle? Like from episode one. Because they work. Uh, yeah. Well, let's, then, let's make them not work. Because then
2: people can choose sides. To be like, it's sort of like the Twilight thing. Like, are you yeah, team I know. Jacob no,
0: or I team know. But whatever his face is.
1: That's the that, That's what I don't want them to do. Why do I, our lives
0: I, have to center around romantic relationships? I don't
1: want them to con- I mean, continue to perpetuate. These sort of like themes that they show in TV shows and they show in soap operas—that's not real life. It's you know, not like real
2: I, life, but it's entertaining because then you can gather your friends around. Like, are you team James Olsen or are you team West? And then you can form a tribe around that, and you—that right. tribal yeah. community. No, I get that, it. Yeah, I get it. It works. That's why they do it.
1: It it works, but how much longer is it actually going to work? That's Forever. my question.
2: I don't that's, know. I swear that will last <laughs> till the end of time. That's never going to get old for. The Uh, YA community they are going to want to choose sides i don't Uh, i
1: also didn't like that i picked up on everyone's doubting her you know so we the audience are supposed to be the only ones rooting for her and maybe like a couple of her friends on the inside you know but they spend a lot of screen time at least in what i watched really like doubting her and all this this kind of stuff so i i I don't know i guess i just want to i want to back up somebody like batman like i loved batman batman was awesome and i love i i like the I like that strong kind of like that strong kind of presence. So but I think that's it, me.
0: I think a female superhero does really make you confront gender issues. Like it does make you confront your uh, your prejudices about, you know, where strength comes f- comes from or those kind of things. So I think there there is value to it, um, because honestly, we have to figure out as a culture how to be different from each other and to embrace that without that meaning that some are more valuable or better than others like it's okay that most women are quote-unquote physically weaker than most men that's okay that's just a difference it doesn't mean that women are less valuable it doesn't mean that they can't do certain things it's just it's a trait and i I want to
1: watch a show that has a confident central woman character who, mm -hmm. who knows herself yeah if, if that's actually not interesting for people, then we have major problems, right? Because that's what I'm I saying. think that's interesting.
0: That's what I'm saying. We confront those ideas, how those ideas relate to how we value a character or how we value somebody in that way. And as for that, I think a show like this can be interesting or beneficial, you know, in those ways.
1: And Calista Flockhart is in it coming up in the chat room. And oh, yeah. Yes, that was Ally McBeal. It's interesting to see her again. Um, I'm also hearing that I would love the Zatanna show in the chat. So maybe that's something that I should look into. Uh, Andrew is nodding, and then the other thing that came up in the chat that I really enjoyed was the superheroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are our superpowers?
1: <laughs> Feel
0: free to let us know.
1: I love. Danae that.
0: Danae identifies helicopters in a single glance.
1: It's a very special, um, very special. Zatanna would have
2: been an awesome show if they ever make that into a show. Tell she's, me a little bit about it. She's a magician. Her father Ooh, is. I like it already. She, her father is like one of the greatest magicians of all time and the storyline that i have read with him is he became dr fate which is this helmet that if you put it on you're possessed by the greatest sorcerer in the world and you're not yourself anymore so she's trying to save her father who got so this she helmet ticket.
1: becomes as like a powerful sorceress type thing yeah whoa
2: And she has like her outfit is really cool. She's not, like, caped and everything like that. She wears the old classic, like, pant suit. Like, you would see a magician with the top hat, like, pull the rabbit. Out. She wears that. but she's looking like, her up. She is so cool. She is such an amazing Zatanna.
1: Yeah. With two
2: N's. She was in a, um, there was an old animated series called Young Justice that she was in. And I like how amazing... you said she's
1: wearing a pantsuit. I'm not seeing a lot of clothing, buddy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe you know, this is, new,
2: is the old new DC... version of
1: her. Perhaps I should have looked is it up it like, Is it like old tight, school. tight,
2: like barely any pants on sort of thing? She's
1: not wearing pants, man. That is is <laughs> that that is called underwear. Okay, old school. Wow, wow yeah, look at those.
2: <laughs> 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 you may have found some fan art photos.
1: Okay, so maybe my safe search is That's off. That's a
2: special kind of uh, fan. Yeah. No,
1: I even looked up old school Zatanna and everybody's basically you know that's okay that's okay she's She's confident she
0: made her clothes disappear
1: oh i see what you did there
0: so you can check out that
1: no don't (laughs) you've seen it before It's nothing exciting
0: um so back to supergirl Janae, you're not interested in seeing anymore this is the one that i've always seen
1: oh see i like that that's nice look at that she's wearing clothes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what is this
1: uh, is it? oh that's young justice league yeah Oh.
2: Did you ever watch that? Yeah. She was in the second, and I think actually she may have been in the first. No, she was in the first season.
1: (laughs) Ida says in the chat, we have a different of opinion on the whole concept of pantsuit. <laughs> in Andrew's defense, I'm looking at the picture that he has. Why do you have this on your phone? Oh, you did a Google I search. I just Google searched okay, it. Just, it's not like it's my
2: background.
1: <laughs> I have the
2: internet. <laughs> right,
1: of course. <laughs> Dirt. Uh, that's funny. I, I would recommend, after talking out with you guys, I would recommend that um, if you're going to watch this, I would I would be curious what young girls are thinking. I, I want to ask somebody kind of maybe in... The group of people that they're kind of going for, I would, I would want to know what they have it, to think.
0: It, it interestingly enough, though, it it reaffirms many gender stereotypes as well. Like you that's talk what about, I didn't like about you, it. You <laughs> like talk about uh, you know outfits. You know, yeah. so much of the first couple episodes, maybe this was even in the pilot, was about oh, what's she gonna wear? You know, I mean, there. Well, that was one of the huge pot, plot lines of the. You know, you think of a, a man superhero. Sure, maybe their costume is you know part of the story. But they don't spend time like, you know, talking about what it does to this part of their body or what it does to this part of their body or.
1: Another example of that that Victor brought up in the chat is that she should be called a woman. It shouldn't be a girl.
0: Well, they do address that. In the, in the they, pilot, do? They, they do? They do address that. Okay. Like,
1: it's actually. How do the, they address that? Well, the, I'm curious.
0: the news uh, lady, Calista Flockhart's character is who dubs her Supergirl and she's a, she's offended by it. She's like, why can't I be? You know, so, well, she didn't say I. She says, why can't she be Superwoman? Right because kind of she's a woman yeah exactly it's not
1: like she's a, a tween mm-hmm. anyway
2: in the comic book she is she's only like eight, oh, okay 17 or 18
0: yeah and she's definitely young for sure um in the chat uh Adab says that her girls love it
1: oh yes. good so, that's good to know thank so, you for thank you for adding in your opinion on that that's actually really good to know i did it did seem to be a clean show too you know like the violence wasn't too over the top it seemed like it was, you know, it's pretty basic uh, by the numbers as far as you know. When you're a bad guy, you say this. When you're a good person, you say this. Yeah. And that that's what I don't like. That's not what. That's not. That is what is not pulling me in is because it's so superficial. But again, maybe for the younger audience, that's a that's the way to kind of go in and do so it.
2: So, do you think that the show is for the younger audience, or do you think that it's trying to try to spread her out to be? for everybody, or do you think it's solely for the younger audience to have a role model to look up to?
1: I wonder if it's for the younger audience, but I'm basing that off of um, I'm basing that off of going to the movie theater and sitting in the movie theater and seeing the the commercials that were leading up to the show coming out, and it was mm. all about you know, young girls need to have somebody to look up to too, and here comes Supergirl, and it was, it was kind of like one of those Promotion type things. So I think that they're going. Their primary audience is for those young, young kids. Yeah.
0: It definitely, as you think about it, you can definitely see them keeping that in mind. You know that that's that's where they want to build that audience from. So and maybe that's why maybe that's why it's not that appealing to me. Maybe it's just a little bit less than I want it to be. I you know when I watch the Flash, I am. Truly engaged in the intricacies of that plot. That like I'm,
2: it's so well written. It's crazy how good that show is.
0: In this show, over three episodes, I just never once it did anything click with me. Where I'm like, "Ooh, I wonder how that's going to turn out." Right. Or I wonder, you know, thing, right? I wonder like, how that character is going to develop. I just, I just have not have that experience in
1: chat adeb says we appreciate that we can watch it as a family for now and that's the thing right like if there's nothing for the older audience i wonder you know how that'll go but
2: there are parts in the era when the flash that aren't really all that family friendly no i know yeah for sure that show gets real i think she was
1: talking about uh, adeb supergirl. was talking about supergirl you know, yeah, that's what yeah. i'm saying oh, though okay. yeah
2: like uh, yeah the flash you know it's a it's a superhero comic book character just like supergirl but that is in some parts a very serious show the season finale of season one of The Flash was heartbreaking I was yeah, crying was. yeah I was right. literally crying at The Flash I don't watch do you watch The Arrow oh yeah I watched is, both is Arrow that good Arrow I've for, heard
1: good things about it
2: have you not watched
0: it no I haven't watched a single episode there are some other than episodes, the crossover to
2: when they're on there The there are Flash. some episodes of The Arrow that are mind melting how crazy they get with that show my mind just as good some episodes are even better than The Flash just hmm. as good, wow! Because the first season of Arrow, he doesn't have a moral compass yet. He kills willy nilly, like every single. I episode. liked willy I nilly. I willy, willy nilly. Willy was great. Aww. Yeah. Why did he kill he him? him? I I just, that's just willy. I can't support that you show. You don't know willy. Mr. Nilly
0: was one of my favorites.
2: He turns dark. Oh okay. <laughs> willy <laughs> nilly season one of Arrow is brutal. <laughs>
0: I have to write a. I have to write some sort of script now with a character named Willy nilly. Yes. Anyway, go ahead.
2: No, no. Well, but yeah, if you like the Arrow or if you love the Flash, you will definitely like the Arrow.
0: Okay, man, I don't have time. The Arrow is so actually TV.
2: The, the Arrow is more grounded in like certain reality. Do you guys have
0: that? Before we finish up with our buried treasure, what do you have that thing where you get upset when you find out there's a show you might like because yes. you don't have time to watch it? You're just like Although, I'm
1: watching so much stuff. I have been dumping shows. Yeah, I'm show you dumping have to. right now. Yeah, I'm, but I haven't had to it's before. Gross. It's really gross. Tonight. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I've actually added
2: shows. Thanks to Netflix. Stupid Netflix got me hooked on this show called Supernatural. I'd never that's watched an old one. I know it's an old one, but everybody's like, Hey, if you watch Supernatural, you'd really Everyone like it. Everyone talks I'm like, about that show. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, it really doesn't seem like one for me. Episode one, I'm hooked, I'm like, dang it. The show has like fourteen <laughs> seasons and each season is twenty two <laughs> oh, episodes. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that's now. the worst. And I'm like, because the show's been going on since 2005, it's like oh, 10 years no. old, still running oh, 22 no. episodes.
0: Well, guys, Andrew won't be on the show for another six months. He's gotta <laughs> gotta catch up on Supernatural. I'll
2: be on next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have got just a little bit of time for a buried treasure. Andrew, why don't you go first? What do you want to let us know about?
2: Well, as you know, I am a fan of the video game entertainment it's medium. True. It's true. There is a new video game out. Fallout
1: 4. Fallout
2: 4. Is that going to be yours? It is mine. <gasps> oh, was it, was it yours? No, I'm just okay. excited. If you were a fan of any type of Bethesda game like Skyrim, Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls, even Fallout 3, this game is incredible. And it's incredible for the fact that yes, those games are known for having a bunch of glitches in them, but the glitches are funny. They're not like they don't make you mad like oh come on seriously like you'll be walking along with your pet dog and all of a sudden the pet dog will fly a 1000 feet in the air just cuz it glitched out of the game and it's really funny <laughs> i posted a bunch of videos like cuz i i do my recordings my let's plays on youtube uh-huh. and i have an entire like montage video now of all the glitches
1: quick plug that's on flick freaks or is that on game the that's flick, on
2: uh, game... i put the glitches on flick freaks but if you want to see the actual let's plays that's on game geeks game geeks but um I'm loving that game right now because the world they drop you in is so immersive it's a, it's an open world game it's huge it takes it takes place in post-apocalyptic Boston. So you'll be walking around around you be like, oh that's the Golden City Hall oh that's where the uh, that's where the Constitution and all that stuff was written and stuff and it's just barren and destroyed but you know that's actually where it takes place so it's it's a great game Love So
0: it. for someone like me, who has never played a game like that before what what would draw me in it's heavy
2: okay a game like this i don't know if this would be a video game to start somebody off in because it's a heavy heavy game but
0: draw me in tell me something about the game that's going to make me want to play it
2: okay here's something that's going to make you want to play it there are if you love anything about any game it can be a puzzle platformer it can be a first person shooter it can be a very, there's a good story there that makes you want to follow out and find out what's going on. But there's also a bunch of great side quests where you can join factions, you can build your own custom armor. If you want to, if you want to have like a Minecraft experience where you build your own city, you can do that. Whoa, yeah, there's something for every single person in this game. So, it is the game you love want of it Coopers to be. Of gaming. But if you don't, <laughs> it's all things to all people. If you want a game where you can jump in like 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there that's not this game
1: what do you mean this
2: is a game you have to play hours upon hours to feel like you've accomplished something okay.
0: oh that's not good yeah no i don't need that game <laughs>
1: that's, that's what i'm
2: saying when i said I it, when i, I said it's that a, game in my life <laughs> that, whenever i've said it's a heavy game that's what i mean it's not yeah. it's not for like Oh, i want to play you know 30 minutes today like, and i'll oh, I'm gonna play a
0: level of candy crush today no no
2: no, no. <laughs> this is a heavy well heavy then i'm game. out Whenever I went and got it at the uh, midnight release, there were over seven hundred people. I saw your picture. It's a yeah. crazy
0: line. That was or an hour. That was an was.
2: hour before. That's the second largest line I've ever been in for a, a video game release. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing.
0: Danae, what's your uh, buried treasure?
1: Uh, I had no waiting for what I um did. I'm, <laughs> I reviewed a game that popped into our uh, Aaron and Danae band chat, which was. Really great. So, guys, thank you so much for continuing to send us yeah, things a, that you want to serve you.
0: We're doing starting to do a thing called Just Try It. And so it could be a game, could be anything that you want us to to give a shot at.
1: Yeah, and I've mentioned uh, many times that we I have actually set aside the what I make on mm-hmm. my Google Rewards app that I've talked about before. I just keep filling out surveys from Google, and they keep giving me money. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, I use that to buy Dark Echo, which was 99 cents. Dark Echo is the name of the game. And it's a really interesting game. I I think I recommend I think I would definitely recommend it. Especially if you do Google rewards, um, because then you probably have 99 cents. How much cents. is it? It's ninety nine cents.
0: That's not bad. And no, it's, it's not it's, too bad. And I love I love throwing a buck at people who do quality stuff. And I played the first This was unique. And you really, showed me like the first eight levels. Yeah, or so. it's a
1: really unique game. The screen is dark and it lights up when you um, when there's sound of any kind foot patterns Mm -hmm. as you're walking through an environment and the foot step makes all these lines go out as as far as a visual effect for what sound would look like and you see the light bouncing off of walls or whatever
0: it's a visual representation of sonar basically
1: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so they take you through these different levels and i actually posted on band if you're if you're on our uh, erin and danae band band is a free communication app it's one of the only ways that we chat with, I think it's the only way we chat with anybody, really. We are on, Other than here in we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. and of course during the show, but it, just throughout the week, and just conversationally, it's there. And I uh, I recorded me getting the game and downloading it, and then playing the first few rounds. So if you want to see that, it's on band. Um, but anyway, I, I actually really enjoyed it. it. After the video ends, and I kind of go into the next phases, they keep kind of adding new things, so it's not the same exact basically you're in a you're in a um like a labyrinth. You got to find your way through just by watching how your steps echo off of your environment. So, I would recommend cool. it's called Dark Echo.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend it as well. Even just playing a couple levels. I thought it was beautiful and and well done. My buried treasure is a movie that came out on video recently that I think many people missed and I would highly recommend for most people. Uh it's called Mr. Holmes mm. and Ian McKellen pro- plays an older Sherlock Holmes. It is a brilliant story and a brilliant performance, and I think he, even though this movie came out in the summer, he may start getting some uh, Oscar attention for that performance, um, because it is really, really good. Uh, So if you have not seen it, um, I would recommend it. It's deep and meaningful and interesting and clever, and again, a great performance. So that's what I would recommend.
2: Very good movie.
0: Yeah, have you seen it? I have. And did you like it that that very much, too? much? Very oh, much. Very much. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah, I I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I just said
2: very much movie. That yeah. Makes no sense.
0: Very
1: much movie. <laughs> very like. much
2: movie. I'm movie like,
1: like a very.
0: Movie very much. much. The movie liking. Speaking of uh, very much.
1: Aww. It
0: is that time. That goes by so fast. very much closing.
1: So we record uh, the show live with you. And then we also do a spoiler episode. So uh, Aaron and Andrew and I are going to sit around the mics here and immediately jump into recording our spoiler episode for Love the Coopers, which is available only in the Sift Pop podcast stream. So if you haven't already subscribed to Sift Pop on iTunes or Stitcher, please go do that so that you can hear those. Unless, of course, you don't like spoilers, in which case don't. Uh, don't listen to them. Just skip them. <laughs> just, just skip them when they pop up in your feed.
0: If uh, if you happen to be around Springfield, Missouri next week, Ooh. our live show is next a week Friday. From today. It's a Whoa. week from today.
1: Isn't that exciting? A week
0: from tonight, we will be uh, going live. Danae's going to be playing some music with some friends, and then we're going to be doing a live recording of the podcast in front of a live studio audience. Da, da, da.
1: And also, Nate and the Saints, which is a signed um, guys, they're, they're an incredible band with Curb Records. They have a show in New York City the day before. They're doing (laughs) their show, flying back, and will be joining us for the live show. That's going to be a classic rock coffee if you're in Springfield, Missouri. Please feel free to join us. It's totally free from six to eight. Next Friday, we're going to be reviewing The Hunger Games. I'm yeah, very
0: excited. This Andrew's is going, to going to be joining us on stage to review The Hunger Games. Ida's going to be joining us on stage to uh, talk about her time on No Longer
1: Safe. And Nate from Nate and the Saints and Nate, is, Nate is going Nate to be joining Saints. us for a small segment of New Music Digest. All of that's going to be happening live. We're really, really excited about it. Please, if even if you can't come, even if you're not in the area... Please help us to spread the word and tell people about it on social media. Um, probably the best way to do that is actually at our Facebook event, because that's getting the most attention mm-hmm. right now, which, um, I mean, someday maybe somebody will take over Facebook. But right now, they're kind of king. So we've got to be there. <laughs>
0: it's so funny. It's like every time you mention Facebook, it's like, we hate it too.
1: <laughs> but but everybody's there.
0: So <laughs> that's where it comes.
1: Uh, thank you again to all of our Patreon supporters making this show possible. Uh, we cannot do this show without you. If you want to see any information, you can go to our website, erinanddanae.com, to find all of the links and all of the ways that you can interact with us here on Shoe the Dope Podcast Network.
0: And signing off, your superheroes. The strong, female, super-Danae. I don't know. What is it? The...
1: We got to work on that.
0: Okay, we'll have to work on the names. Andrew, you got a superhero name? Um, the Ahoy Master. The Messiah. Captain Ahoy. Captain, Captain Ahoy, Ahoy and Super Taster himself.
2: <laughs> we'll get you next You can't time. give yourself a nickname. <laughs> That's
1: actually came up with the chat. You have to stop giving yourself a nickname. It's not allowed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.
2: Bye.